Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. This is your money with me, Michelle Martin. Good morning. Asia Pacific markets trading mixed this morning. Joining me now as we break down all the market action. How's hump day looking, Ryan Huang? Looking great, Michelle. How about you? That's good. I'm feeling the hump, Ryan. Feeling the hump, I have to say. Let's start this morning with the world of AI, artificial intelligence. We have new details about how Microsoft plans to integrate ChatGPT into its products, potentially transforming customer service and how we all search the web. Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella says that AI-powered search is the biggest thing for his company since the launch of cloud-based services 15 years ago. I want to start with Microsoft's chat engine, Bing. What changes are in store for Bing and how soon can we get our hands on this? Yeah, so you've got the arms race, so to speak, really heating up in the AI <laughs> chatbot space. And a lot of excitement coming through from Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft. And one of the quotes that stands out for me is, I've never ever felt this liberated in terms of opportunity in the days ahead. That really reflects mm. what I just alluded to, how this is a big deal in 15 years since the days of the cloud, just making changes for Microsoft in terms of revenue opportunities. And now you have chat GPT technology going into many Microsoft products. And right at the top of this is the Bing search engine, as well as the Edge browser, which of course, have been lagging behind in popularity versus Google's products. So this could be a game changer in terms of what could be in terms of take up and market share down the road. And I'm just looking at some of the potential uh, applications. For example, one of the scenarios they painted was how if you look for recipes and Mm -hmm. if you ask for substitutes for eggs as one of your ingredients, it would then be able to give you alternatives as options and also tell you what will happen to your overall cake, for example. Would it get fluffier (laughs) if you use option B and so on and so forth? So it gives that deeper layer in terms of search results. Oh my gosh, that would be so amazing. Truly, um, Microsoft says AI technology is also going to make it easier for you to plan your holidays. So imagine asking this chatbot search engine to Plan a seven-day trip to Thailand or compare the cost of a holiday in Rome with one in Paris. The, the opportunities to use this are endless. Think about it. Microsoft also planning to let companies create their own custom chatbots. How might this work, Ryan? Wow, so this is quite a significant game changer if it does go through. So you have um, ultimately white boxing of a chat box, just letting any company have its own chat box backed by chat GPT technology, which instantly would run on Microsoft Cloud. So anyone who uses this chat GPT technology run chat box for their own use without Microsoft branding, without OpenAI or chat GPT branding, would ultimately find its way using Microsoft Cloud and, of course, pay Microsoft end of the day. So that's what I think they are gunning for. Excitement around the AI space has also extended to China, where shares of Baidu have surged on reports that it will launch a new AI chatbot in the months ahead. Uh, Ryan, what is Baidu's chatbot going to be called? Yeah, it's quite an interesting name. It's called 
Ernie, the Ernie bot, like Bert and Ernie from Sesame Street. <laughs> so I was scratching my head. Why are they calling it Ernie? So it turns out it stands for Enhanced Representation Through Knowledge Integration. Not exactly an acronym for Ernie. So it's a bit forced, but I guess it's a bit catchy. Ernie kind of rolls off the tongue more than ChatGPT. <laughs> Absolutely. Baidu shares jumped 13% in Hong Kong trade yesterday. Let's turn to the United States now. This is Market View. He's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin. Good morning. In the U.S., the U.S. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell has said that the strong U.S. jobs market could lead the Fed to increase interest rates more than expected. So how far might rates increase? Well, if you go by what he's been saying overnight, it could go higher and possibly longer. But overall, it was quite a mixed bag if you look at the language coming through. He'll, so he was saying, you know, he recognizes that inflation is starting to taper, but it's going to be a long road ahead. And it could also see rates go higher before it goes down. So all in, you have to figure out what you want to take away from his messages because it had everything and... It also suggested that we could be in for rate hikes down the road, especially after last Friday's strong jobs report. U.S. stocks rallied overnight. The Nasdaq rose nearly 2%. The S&P 500 closed up 1.3%. The Dow finished in the green as well. So, Ryan, you might think that Powell's speech would maybe scare off investors, but that's really not what we're seeing. How come? Yeah, so the takeaway that seems to be why we saw markets push on despite the Fed Chair Jerome Powell's um, session yesterday is perhaps why um, he di- perhaps what he did not do, which was to push back on some of the expectations um, that he might actually raise rates. So you have to remember the FOMC meeting happened before last Friday's strong jobs report. And then this session overnight, which was an interview on stage, was the first opportunity for him to temper down any expectations that we could see stronger rate hikes. Effectively, ultimately, he did not push back as strong as markets were bracing for. He even acknowledged that inflation on some fronts was coming down. So on that basis, I think investors just heard what they liked and continued pushing on. A top Federal Reserve official, Neil Kashkari, who is the head of the Federal Reserve Bank of Minneapolis. Well, Neil has shared an interesting piece with CNN. You know, we all have our favorite products that we track to gauge price changes. Well, Kashkari tracks the price of Stufus frozen lasagna. If you're in the States, you know what I'm talking about. It's jumped from about 16 US dollars to more than 20 dollars. So, uh, is there a Ryan product that you yeah. track, Ryan? I've actually been tracking a Popia store in Marine Parade Hawker Center. So, uh, 10 years ago, it was $1.20. Now it's $2. I guess it's not totally down to inflation, but it's a reflection of how things are getting more expensive. So, that's uh, something I think everyone can relate to. How about you, Michelle? It would be my favorite chicken rice store, but I happily pay him more because I think he deserves it. You know, with inflation and price rises, it's gone up. It used to be about two fifty, and now it is three plus. Right, it's still it, quite affordable in that sense. So definitely has room to go up. Yeah, I mean, going back to your popia, is popia inelastic for you? Is there a price point? Uh, where you I've stop? been cutting back on it, so I guess it's not oh. that. Um, 
critical for me to have it. So these days... I'm right there with you. <laughs> I've been cutting back on eating out because it's just too expensive. Next up, we'll turn to India where Gautam Adani is taking new steps to reassure investors and shore up his company's finances following a short seller attack that has pummeled Adani Group shares over the past two weeks. So what's the latest on this front? Yeah, I guess you've asked the question, what can Gautam Adani do to reassure markets? And I guess the answer for him was to pay back the money he owes, just to show that he has the money in his piggy bank. So in the past few days, we've seen a couple of his companies starting to repay debt among them. Adani's ports, one of his units paying back about $600 million. And also that will see its metrics improve. So on the financial sheet, it will look better. So if you see that repayment coming through, it will improve its net debt to earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation and amortization or EBITDA to about 2.5 times. That is now at over three times. So that repayment will go some ways towards improving those metrics. And then these are just shortly after his family prepaid $1.1 billion worth of borrowings backed by shares in three group companies, including Adani Ports, to pretty much reassure investors. So they've got the money, they are prepaying that debt, just helping to, I guess, improve the optics. An eight-day route wiped out nearly 120 billion US dollars in market value for Adani companies. However, investors appear to be applauding this latest move to repay debts in advance, essentially. Shares of Adani Enterprises rallied 25% in intraday trade yesterday before closing up 15%. So the gains have returned. Gautam Adani to the list of the world's richest 20th people. Our next headline this morning, I feel like it's a repeat of yesterday really but different companies this time the u.s job market is the strongest that it's been in decades the unemployment rate there 3.4 percent the last time it was this low the top song in the u.s was sugar sugar by the archies yeah that far back 1969 Uh, despite this strength though tech companies continue to downsize so what are the latest big names to announce these layoffs yeah you've got on the bandwagon round zoom and ebay so let's start with eBay. So it mm-hmm. is cutting because it's trying to, what do you say, deliver better experiences for its customers. And they'll involve focusing on areas where it can most, most impact. So investing in new roles in high potential areas. So basically hiring in new positions and getting rid of what they don't need, which perhaps they didn't see in the past few years. And also on the Zoom video front, they are cutting 15% of their global workforce, eBay was 4%. So that's for Zoom about 1,300 jobs and just a reflection of how much Zoom we've been doing these days. Not as much because <laughs> people are going back to the office, doing more face-to-face meetings and Zoom perhaps a reflection of how over-ambitious they've been in the past few years. will have to cut back on those jobs they've been um, hiring for in the past few years. So that's something they are watching very closely and they say they are mindful of the macroeconomic backdrop and also mindful of how that product now applies to the current business landscape. Over at Meta, Mark Zuckerberg has already said 2023 will be, quote, a year of efficiency for the company. Can't imagine staff feeling good about that. Back in November, Meta retrenched 13% of its workforce. And now we have more signs of how Zuckerberg plans to make the social media giant more efficient. 
What exactly is he going to planning to do? Yeah, Facebook or Meta trying to call this the year of efficiency. And they've talked about cutting out the middle managers as well as underperforming projects. So effectively, this process is called a flattening. So taking away the so-called fat in the middle and just making everyone an individual contributor of sorts. So almost a contractor focus on um, what special skill you have, like coding, for example. So more specialized roles without having to report to anyone, so less teams. Uh, so that's something they are trying to do to just flatten the structure, which he says the organization organization has been too slow-moving and bloated. So having these, I guess, um, new uh, approaches towards working could make it more nimble the way that he wants it. So something that some, uh, he's been trying to do for the past few years, actually. Uh, so his plans for a leaner organization now seeing a flatter structure. Time now for corporate news. It's up or down time. All right, let's start, Ryan, with India's Paytm. All right, I am going with up for Paytm. So it, mm. it has a reason to cheer on the earnings front. So it's reported its first ever quarterly operating profit, three quarters ahead of guidance, plus some upside from how the Indian government has banned over 200 apps and websites, some of them Paytm's competitors. Mm, so good news for Paytm, those bans on Chinese uh, mobile apps, all 200 of them. Paytm shares soared on the news. Okay, J-Cube. Yeah, if you grew up like me going to the ice skating rink, um, you would be quite familiar <laughs> with J-Cube or its predecessor, Jurong Entertainment Center. I would go with down. So it is closing down in August. Literally. <laughs> to make way for a 40-story residential development. So it's going up in terms of how high it's going, but I am going with a down because there's a lot of memories oh. for many people. Yeah, yeah. Even I remember that skating rink. So literally, Capital Land, um, seeing JQ go down, Capital Land has received permission to tear down the shopping mall and replace it with, uh, did you say 40 stories? It's condo and commercial yeah, development, right? Yeah, 40 stories. So I'm wondering, is there going to be a skating rink for these people in the hey. condo? There's space for that up in the clouds. Why not? Okay, let's look at StarHub now. All right, this is going to be a big down. So StarHub, net profit for the second half, 98% hmm. down on high operating Gosh. expenses and one-off impairment losses. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, StarHub way down. Lendlease Global Commercial REIT. All right, Lendlease Commercial REIT is going to be an up for me. DPU is hmm. higher by... 2.1% to 2 cents or rather 2.45 cents and this is off the back of higher distributable income that is an increase of 96% mainly due to contributions from JAM which you acquired back in April as well as the easing of COVID-19 measures. Yeah, so Lendlease Global Global Commercial read up, but not by much. The REIT is paying out 2% more in distributions to unit holders. Meanwhile, let's turn our attention to the drink maker, FNN. Okay, FNN is going to be a down. So 29% down in net profit for its first quarter, despite 
higher sales. So I think it's a reflection of how um, high input costs, advertising, promotion spending, and of course expenses eroding profits and margins. So it's going to be a challenge for you to pass on the co- those costs. Yeah, so a down for Fraser and Neve in my book as well. Down 28% in the last three months of the year. As always, that's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin. Welcome to Your Money. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.